Hello and welcome to the Small Business Sessions powered by Zero. My name is Emma Jones, founder of Enterprise Nation, and I am very delighted to be joined today by Ben Coomber, who is an all-round entrepreneur. He's a podcast number one sensation, and this show is particularly important for anyone who's looking to kind of start and launch and grow a podcast, because Ben Coomber, you are a number one podcast rated in the health and nutrition field. So tell us about it. Hi. Yes. Hello. So yeah, my show is Ben Coomer Radio. I started it about five and a half years ago. All the Americans were getting on the, the podcast hype. So I was like, ooh, this sounds interesting. I could be an early adopter. So don't get me wrong, I was early into the market. But then so were lots of other people. And I think like any marketing medium, you have to know what the user wants. And you you pander to that. You grow into that space and you you look to develop that side of what makes your show different. To everyone else but yeah i'm uh podcasting fun <laughs> look we're just sitting out and chat <laughs> which i love this as a medium and this is kind of what i wanted to ask you about so the things that you cover on your podcast are health and nutrition but why did you choose podcasting as the medium to reach out to an audience i've got a big mouth so <laughs> that's the first thing again opportunity i looked at the business landscape and said hey what's happening everyone's always listened to audio audio will never die you can listen to it in a car, on a walk, all that kind of stuff. So it was just a no-brainer. And I thought, hang on, I've, I can buy a microphone off Amazon for 50 quid. I've got a Mac, so I've got Garage Band. iTunes is free. What else is there to do? Let's podcast. Brilliant. So I wanted to ask you about this, actually, in terms of the kit that you use. So when you set up, I was just adding up those calculations, actually. Microphone, I've already got my Mac. I'm guessing you started it from home. So pretty much for less than £100 you got going? 100%. And I'm still using the same kit that I have for a while ago. The only thing I changed is I bought a sound offender because this uh, audio guy was like, your sound's ricocheting around the room. So I bought, I bought a doodah, a foam thing. A doodah? A do- a fo- <laughs> is that a technical term? It's kind of like just a, a foam wall. So I put that around the microphone and, and that's what I still use. And then when I'm on the move, I use an iPhone. And now the iPhone has actually got a really, really good microphone. So I just use that. So with the iPhone, because again, I know that you do move around a lot, which I think is quite nice for your listeners. We'll come back onto that in terms of them literally being with you on the journey. So you have your iPhone, you plug it into your Mac, you use GarageBand as the software, you edit. No, I just use voice notes on iPhone and then I airdrop it onto my Mac, drag it into GarageBand. My editing girl puts the front and the end on if we're doing any of that. But my show is really simple. It's very organic. Like I'll put the phone on the table and I'm like, right, we're talking. And that is the show. I haven't got jingles or ads or anything like that. Again, because I listened to my audience and said, what do you dislike? And I listened to a lot of the American shows and, you know, there was all this bravado and five minutes of adverts. And I'm like, everyone's skipping adverts on Sky Plus. So why am I putting adverts in my radio show? And now people have to get their phone out and skip through all this kind of stuff. So it's literally microphone on, we talk, we turn off quite raw and how do you get i love the fact that you're listening to your listeners to say right what is it you want to hear from me how do you get that feedback so how do you solicit it how does it like is it across social media are people commenting kind of on itunes itself so how does that come to you all of the above so social media that's where people are talking i've got over 815 reviews on itunes which is you know i think it's actually more than tim ferris so tim ferris you better up your game sir so yeah it's about listening and responding and pay attention and i think you if you're in tune with this you should have a gut feel as well you should be able to go away from the show and go what did i not get right there and then you get the energy from the presenter and what they thought about it and your body language so 
I think you've got to be very much in tune with that as a marketing medium and just respond appropriately. And how do you get, if anyone's listening and thinking, okay, I would love to do a podcast and maybe it's about graphic design, so that's their expertise. And if they're thinking, wow, how does Ben come up with the content all the time? So you've been going for over five years. Mm. That's a lot of content to cover. Your topic is health and nutrition. Where do you get the inspiration from to think, right, this is what I'm going to cover in the next show. That's what I'm going to cover in the show in two weeks' time. So paying attention to your market just like we were talking about before so what's being talked about on social media like right at the moment in my space there's a massive conversation about carbs there's uh, all this talk on tv the truth about carbs and stuff so that's dominated a lot of my conversation at the moment because people want to hear about it you know what authors are trending what new ideas are coming into the landscape also what am i passionate about like at the moment probably for a last Around six months, we've been talking a lot about mobile phone usage, emotional health, um, having boundaries, work-life balance, that kind of stuff. So that's talked uh, about a lot on the show. Um, I know you guys know of Sanctus London. Like They've been on the show. I've been on their show because it's hot news. And like anything in business, if you want to stay relevant, you've got to talk about the stuff that everyone else is talking about. Absolutely. And how do you do that if it's an international audience? So all of those topics, you can see that they're happening in the UK because you're here. You know, maybe in the US, it's a slightly different angle. But of course, iTunes gives you access to a global audience. How do you tap into what's happening outside of the UK? Personally, I don't get overly concerned about it because there's only so much I can control. UK is my primary market. If people end up listening in Australia or wherever, that's awesome. If you get the conversation right and the passion and the information comes across in the right way, you're going to attract that audience anyway or people over there. So I think that's maybe one bit of data I wouldn't get too hung up about because you'll just end up trying to broaden your message too much. Just on data, what kind of data do you look at then in terms of for you to say, is the podcast going in the right direction? Is this successful? What are the kind of data points you look at and where do you get that data from? So the data in podcasting, I think, is poor, and I think that's a shame. So I get total downloads. I get downloads per episode, and if you look in iTunes, you can look at how long people listen and stuff like that. But that's kind of the extent of the data. I wish there was a little bit more. I look at total downloads. Like my show's grown something like 6% for the last three months. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm not putting any money into it. I never put any money into it. Again, also, you just get a gut feel for what's happening on social media. If I get like... 50, 60, 80 Instagram story messages saying, oh, I love that episode, Ben. You know you've said something right. You get one or two people, you know you need to up your game. And I remember going for a period last year where my creativity suffered a little bit and the show declined. And it's because I wasn't keeping fresh and relevant in my space and providing for my audience. And that, that's a personal reflection of myself. But now the show's on the up. So I think so much of it, and I know this is annoying to listen to, but you you just got to be in touch with it. You got to listen. You got to feel it. You got to reflect and see what's happening in the marketplace with your audience. All right, nice. So let's talk about commercialising it because you've mentioned a couple of times that you kind of started on a budget. You don't put ads in the podcast. What is the plan for commercialising your success? Sure. So for me, it's a brand builder. I don't make any money directly off it. I think I've probably made about two thousand pounds directly from the show in five and a half years. And that was with sort of two deals, one with Audible, because I really believe in audiobooks and learning. So it was a, a, an appropriate partnership. And I've forgotten the other company. Um, <laughs> they were so important. I can't oh, remember who they were. Sorry. A lot happens <laughs> in a day, right? Otherwise, you know, it's about me and my message. It's about me and the programs that I might run and the, the products that we have. And again, it's about listening to the audience. No one wants to be sold to, but everyone's happy to listen to credible information. And if you sit here and go, do you know what, Ben? 
you know, I think your coaching program could help me, then brilliant. We'll have a conversation, but I'm not going to force that down your throat. So it's focused on brand. There's so many different ways to do podcasting, but it just doesn't fit with me having the adverts and everything. And I feel that's why my show has continued to grow and stay relevant. Stayed complete clean. And you talk about building the brand. So give our listeners a sense in terms of, I guess, the Ben Coomer empire. Mm -hmm. So the other things that you do for which you do get paid for. Sure. So speaking is a big part of my work, companies, in gyms, in front of personal trainers, people that want to lose weight and realize their potential. I have a 90-day fat loss program, kind of like a Joe Wicks thing where people go through this 90-day process. I also have a supplement company called Awesome Supplements. And then we have an education company called the BTN Academy, which change, uh, trains people to be nutrition coaches. So that's kind of the extent of my work. So there's lots of stuff going on that the podcast feeds into. Absolutely. And from a time commitment perspective, so again, for entrepreneurs who are listening, who think, wow, that's kind of a lot of stuff going mm. on in your life, all that's relevant. So as you say, training trainers, supplements, et cetera, it all connects to the brand. How much time do you dedicate to the podcast out of an average week? I'd say about an hour and a half. I have a quick Monday show, sub 10 minutes. That's usually me on my iPhone, straight into the microphone, uploaded, and we don't make too much of a fuss about it. And then Thursday show is the big show. That's when a guest comes on. We do a big Q&A show that takes 40 minutes to an hour of recording. You know, the upload is pretty simple. I put the text description in. And then my team do the kind of graphics and all the pretty stuff. So for me, it's about an hour and a half to produce two weekly shows. And we're getting around 115,000 downloads a month. So it's a decent footprint for the time invested. Yeah, for not such a huge time commitment. And how much do you think showing up on the same time of the same days every week has accounted for? It's like a TV show. Like right now, what's the trendy number one show? Maybe it's Love Island. But it's on at a certain time every week. People go, oh my God, it's that time. You know, my favorite programs, I'm like, oh my God, it's on the five, five o'clock on a Friday. Like you anticipate that. And I've never heard of a successful podcast that's just been like, yeah, we'll put a show out today, maybe not for two weeks. You're going to lose relevancy. All right. And for you, looking ahead in kind of rest of 2018, you're quite a goal-oriented person, mm-hmm. which I love. And you can tell that in your life and your business. What is it that you're kind of looking at now for where you want to take the company, where you want to take the podcast? Sure. So um, last year, uh, I nearly went bankrupt. I spent the whole of last year fighting uh, a horrible fight. And I had to really go back to roots and look at the business and do all the due diligence again in my business, which was awful. And then we got to this year and we started to grow. and we, We didn't actually grow in the way that we wanted to. And I was obviously frustrated at that. And I did a lot of reflection and I'm currently in a business program myself. And the aim of the rest of this year is to look at and evaluate how our work impacts the world because i know that if we impact the world in the right way then good things will happen and i got into this industry because i used to be obese i had adhd ibs all these issues that changed my life and i wanted to inspire the people with that and i'm not going to say i got lost in it but i got caught up in the business and that's a, obviously a dangerous thing so i had to come back out of it and go why are we doing this so our education company we're here to teach nutrition that changes lives that's it our simple mission statement our supplement company, we want to bring honesty, simplicity, and research into the fold because there's not enough honesty in the supplement world. So as soon as we connect with that and translate that, and actually translating that is actually quite difficult. Like you have a brainstorm meeting with your staff and you write things on whiteboards and you do loads of cool stuff. Actually, the implementation of that is really difficult. It's got to go in every bit of your marketing message and all your branding, you're like everything. 
So that's my mission to get with that and obviously keep up with innovation. So I think if I do that, I'm in a good place to move forward. And I think the rest will start to fall into place because it will it'll be in full alignment with everything that we do as a business. And um, we spoke at the beginning about America because they lead the way in so many things when it mm. comes to things like podcasts. They also have a big belief that to succeed in business, you have to have failed first. So you mm. mentioned the bankruptcy. Do you at all feel that that experience has given you lessons that makes you a stronger entrepreneur today? 100%. You know, the amount of pain that I went through was worth it because, you know, we're a business now that turns over, you know, great, great revenue and we do great things. But, you know, what if that bankruptcy situation came about when we were turning over two, three, four million? And I had 40 staff, 50 staff. Like, I would not sleep. You just wouldn't. So having gone through that pain at that particular point in time when I didn't have, you know, as much responsibility as I could have done, I think that's a gift. So now when we grow, I'll be able to ask all the critical questions, really do the due diligence, have all the right people in place. And, you know, the team that I had back then, I still have them now. We've grown together. We've been through that pain together. And I think that is a, a valuable, valuable process. I love any entrepreneur who says almost going bankrupt was a gift. Yeah. I just love that. It's the, it's the optimistic attitude that you take, which I am absolutely sure will carry you through to bigger, greater and wonderful things. So ben Cooper, congratulations on your great success today. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. That was the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation powered by Zero. Go to enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast to find out more. And big thanks to audio and podcast production service Podraffy for producing this show. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and please do leave a review. See you next time.